0: Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions.
1: Hey, and welcome to Kids First
0: Coming Attractions on the Voice
1: America Kids Network. I'm Sahiba, and today we'll be talking about getting grace Instant Family, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. And right now, we'll be talking with phenomenal actor Daniel Roebuck, who starred in the emotional and beautiful Getting Grace. Welcome to the show.
2: Sahaba, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on this show because I have my own kids.
1: Oh, of course. I'm so honored to be interviewing you, and I'm so excited to see what you have to say. Oh,
2: thank you.
1: Um, so, I'm curious, how did you prepare for such an o- emotional role in getting
2: Grace? Well, I got the script, um, Sava. I got the script when I, wh- about nine years ago. It's been about two years since we rapped. Uh, but nine years ago, I got the script and I just loved it. See, I have my own daughter named Grace, and the character in the movie was so much like my daughter named Grace that it, it kind of blew my mind so i uh i immediately they sent it to me to maybe act in it and immediately i started thinking i'd like to direct it and act in it and rewrite it um so uh cuz i'm an overachiever sahaba so uh, uh so uh that's how it came to be so to prepare for the emotional part i i um I just had had fun in that I never kind of get to play those characters because I play a lot of different kind of characters, but rarely those slow characters. So I wrote something for myself that I hadn't really gotten to do a lot of.
1: Oh, wow, that's really wonderful that you um, rewrote it. And uh, when rewriting it, um, how did you sort of alter it or make it your own?
2: Oh, these are great questions. Would you know what I did? The original writer, i would you believe I didn't know this until he said it in front of me just a few months ago. He actually wrote it 30 years ago. So uh, that's my new joke when people say, how long does it take to make an independent film? The answer is 30 years. Um, I decided that I needed to, the grace in his story, all the characters were there, but grace did not have the kind of humor she has. She was kind of silly, but she wasn't specifically funny. And, and for your audience, so they understand getting grace is about a a teenage girl, about 16 years old, expertly played by Madeline Dundon, who you'll meet soon. She walks into a funeral home to find out what's going to happen after she passes away and she ends up teaching the funeral director how to celebrate his life because he's kind of gone off the rails at some point. So that's what the movie's about. And, um, so I, I wanted the character to make more light of her situation. So I put in a, a many more jokes and I kind of took my daughter, Grace and overlaid her onto the character that Jeff had initially written And then he and I, you know, we rewrote it together, so uh, it's our script, but uh, the grace in the movie is very much like my daughter. And when I met Madeline, I was kind of taken by how much like my daughter she is.
1: That's really sweet, and I think oh, it's so um, amazing that your daughter was um, sort of the inspiration um, of this film. And so you have um, an amazing two hundred thirty-eight movies and TV shows that you have worked in. So, um, how has getting Grace um, impacted your acting career?
2: Oh, well, do you know? I don't know that it's impacted my acting career other than I wasn't around to do a lot of parts because I was making it and making a movie, you know, we shot it for 26 days, but I prepared a year and it's been two years since of all the other work that has to be done. And because it was a small movie, we didn't have like, you know, Ralph Rex, the internet has a a huge corporation doing everything. Uh, We had just me and my wife, Tammy Roebuck and my family and our close associates so, we were trying to it it took a long time to make it, so the real impact of my acting career was i I need to get more acting jobs because it's been a little too long uh since i've done done something although i I was on nine one one the other day um which was nice
1: yeah well, I would never have been able to tell because I personally think that um you did such a phenomenal job in the film, and I was really taken back by um your performance okay. but um so um. I noticed that you said that you also directed the film and how did that um, change the way that you acted or um, your role in the movie?
2: Well, it's very interesting um, because actors don't generally get to direct themselves. Some do, but not usually. I had done it in the theater a lot and um, having done it in the theater, I kind of developed this... uh, I don't know, I developed a, 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 I don't want to say a talent for it, because I hate to assign words like that to me personally. I don't mind if other people do, but I don't like to do it myself. But I, I developed a knack for it, let's say. And in directing a movie, when you're in the middle of the scene, and Madeline can talk to this, and I don't know if she was ever aware of how I would do it, but, you know, I would sometimes alter how I performed because it would it would change the way Madeline was such an intuitive actress, and many of the actors were, that if I altered my inflection or if I altered my uh, the velocity of how I said something or the, the way I said something, it would alter the other actor's performance if they're really acting with you, and all of these actors were. Um, so that was my favorite part, kind of directing from within, uh, secretly. People I don't know, I shouldn't even talk about it, because now Madeline... Madeline, who's off mic, is probably thinking, "Oh, Dan Roebuck, I knew it." Um, but uh, it is a lot of fun, and you know, the 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 honestly, Sahiba, the best part of it was creating a character that I hadn't done and doing it as well as I could. Um, and hopefully, it seems like it moved you, and that's that's a real that's a plus for me. If I can touch audiences with my work, this this thing I do is, is not, uh, it's, we call it talent, but it's a gift from God. So God gave me that gift to do it. And, uh, so if it so moves other people, then that's God's glory, not my own
1: that's a really wonderful thing that you just said. And on that note, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about Getting Grace, Instant Family, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. And right now, I'm going to continue talking with Daniel Roebuck about Getting Grace. Um, So you just said how um, a very big portion of this film was creating something new for you. And... um. So what was um, another part or something else in the film that really stood out to you or something that you hadn't done before?
2: Well, do you know, I got to make the movie where I grew up. Imagine that. Imagine what a gift that was to me, that I got to actually shoot the movie on the street where when Madeline throws her wig early in the film, that's on the street that I lived on as a little boy, um, we shot right around the corner in the neighborhood from where I used to live. Um, we ate at the hot dog shop I used to eat at. We sat in the park I used to so what was great, the the great gift was making the movie in my hometown with the support of the people of the Lehigh Valley. And and then greater than that was I auditioned actresses all over. And where did I find one? Right in my high school, in my my same town, uh, a young lady whose dad I had directed in a play when he was 13 years old. Like you can't even make it up how many, how many layers of this, um, this onion you could peel away that all lead to getting grace. So many blessings, one on top of another. So getting to make the movie where I grew up uh, gave me a great ability to tell the story with a kind of a deeper realism because everything seems, what we're doing is exactly how people really do things there. Meaning, if you're eating a hot dog, you're eating it with chocolate milk. Which is something I think they only do in the Lehigh Valley. Um, but in the movie, we do it. Uh, uh, by the way, Madeline Dunn, a big fan of chili cheese dogs. Uh, I just want to say that. She loves them.
1: <laughs> well, that's, I think it's, it was, um for sure that this film was going to be made and it was going to do so well. And I think that it's really wonderful that all these pieces came together and I'm so happy that it did. Thank um, you. so what was, were there any challenges, um, in acting or directing, um, getting grace?
2: Um, challenges, you know, when you make a movie for a lower budget, like we had to, you always have to be very, uh, you really have to, to, you can't waste people's time and you can't waste uh, people's, uh, you just can't waste people's money. So we had to shoot it very quickly, but I had such a a strong ensemble of actors that uh, we, I don't think we really ever felt rushed. I don't think we did. Madeline may have a different opinion. Um, So uh, yeah, I mean, that was the, the hardest thing. And And I guess the the truth is that wasn't really the hardest. And the hardest thing was the gauntlet that we threw down for ourselves, which was to try to portray this moment in a young person's life uh, and death. And young people are often not um, portrayed in in death, uh, yet young people die around us all the time. And it's a conversation we need to have. So we were all very, very conscious of being respectful of those people who have actually lost children to, to any, any disease or any situation, because we couldn't, we couldn't make it fake or they would, they do it. Um, and Madeline was extraordinarily conscious of that. We had the, Local Pediatric Cancer Foundation of the Lehigh Valley was on set with us a a few times, and we reached back out to them a few times, and we involved uh, them so that their story would seem authentic. So that was uh, difficult as well.
1: Yeah, but I have to say, yeah, the um, authenticity of the movie, it was, like, one of the things that made it, um, I feel so emotional, and um, also... Uh, really made me, you know, emotional at the end of the film. But I'm glad that um, it did work out the way it did. And um, so finally, what would you say um, a message is that you would like people who watched this film to take from it and um, learn from your film?
2: Well, I would ask people to consider young people your age and people ten times your age. I would ask that people just consider that life is a gift from God, and that every day must be celebrated. The only difference between Grace's character and us is she, she knows fictionally when she's going to die, and we don't know the date, but we all know it's coming, so you don't have a bucket list. Just live your life and be honest, moral, ethical people, and do the best you can for your fellow man. That's that's what I hope people take away from from this story and and Sahiba I'm so grateful that you took the time to ask me these questions. You're an excellent interviewer and I I can't wait till you know you're on 60 minutes and you're interviewing me again.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure um, to learn from you and to talk to you. And um, I'm so glad that I was able to watch um, Getting Grace. And I hope that children all across the world even um, watch this film. So thank you again so much, Danny. It was such a pleasure to speak to you.
2: Thank you, Zaheba. Good night.
1: Good night. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by New Adventures with Gumby 80s.
0: Kids Safe, Mother Approved, you're listening to Voice America Kids. are tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up
3: hey welcome back i'm benjamin from washington dc and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking with Dan- daniel roebuck from getting grace and next we'll be talking with madeline Dunden about getting grace so how are you doing today I'm doing great, Benjamin. How are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, Firstly, congratulations on the film. Thank you. Um, What drew you to this project?
4: Well, when I was a senior in high school, I came home from school one day, and my mom said, Maddie, Danny Roebuck, the famous actor from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, is directing a movie, and he wants to film it here in our hometown in Bethlehem. And um, your daddy knows him. I said, how does my daddy know him? And she said, well, he directed him in his eighth grade one-act play at St. Anne's Catholic Elementary School. And uh, he wants to audition some local kids for this film. And Danny Roebuck had visited my high school earlier that year and around Christmas time. And Danny went to my same high school that I went to. And so I had met him very briefly then. So I knew that he kind of knew who I was. Um, And uh, my mom said that Danny wanted someone to, wanted to see, you know, local kids audition. So I auditioned for the role. Um, I was sent the script. I sobbed through the whole script and knew that it was a project that I would absolutely love, love, love to be a part of in any way. And I uh, was fortunate enough to be able to be a part of it.
3: Um, when, well, with preparing for this role, but also preparing for any role, um, what are sort of the steps you go through?
4: That's a really good question. Um, I, my first step is always to read the script. So Danny had sent me the script for the film. So what I did was I read it and then I memorized it for this particular project. I put myself in the mindset of grace leading up to the beginning of the shoot. So, uh, you know, the months of May, June, and we began filming in July and I got cast in, in May. I believe I tried to look at the world as if I was sick and I tried to imagine what it would be like if I knew that I only had a couple months to live. And I spent a lot of time with my loved ones and I really, you know, tried to look at them through the lens of someone who knew that they didn't have a lot of time with that person. And that is what I did in preparation for the role. I watched a lot of documentaries about kids fighting cancer, um, pediatric cancer foundation videos. Cause there there's so many, we have access to so many and uh, it wasn't until the shaving of the head. Um, when I shaved my head for the, for the first time for the role that I really felt, fully I that I had become you know grace and then we were ready to start filming
3: which character in this film beside your own um do you most uh what do you find the most relatable
4: wow well for me as as a young young person at the time of shooting it I identified a lot with uh Doug who's the boyfriend of grace um And the other kids fighting cancer. But I will have to say that one of the roles that a lot of people are very, very moved by that see the movie is the character of of my mom in the film, um, Venus, because uh, they see the pain that she goes through uh, in the face of her daughter, her daughter's, you know, eminent mortality and the way that she copes is something that really struck home to a lot of adults that I spoke with after watching the film. But for me, I really identified with the other kids in the movie.
3: What was the most um, difficult part of uh, playing your role in this film?
4: The most difficult part, technically, was um, the shaving of the head, because my hair grows really fast, so I had to shave it (laughs) twice a day. Cause it would be like five o'clock and I'd get a five o'clock shadow. I'd have a little stubble coming in and you don't want to see that. So we'd shave it again. That was the most difficult in terms of it wasn't very comfortable and it kind of hurt a little bit and it was a little bit uncomfortable. Um, but in terms of uh, the movie itself, um, looking at the script or the scenes when it came to acting, the most difficult moment was the, uh, the scene in hospice at the very end of the film, trying to portray um, a death in a very realistic way that wasn't offensive or, you know, unrelatable, that was the most challenging aspect as an actor for me.
3: What lessons um, from working on this film do you hope to bring to future projects?
4: That's a marvelous question. As an actress the biggest lesson I learned was how to work with how to work um, in front of a camera. I had never done a movie before and how to work with a director Uh, you know, how do you take corrections, how to take notes, how to take direction from the director, how to just, you know, trust what his instincts are. Danny had marvelous instincts that, you know, only he could see Uh, being the director and he knew what he wanted to see so knowing as an actor that the director has a vision and listen to what they say because in the end it's going to look the way they want it to look and it's going to look right so don't let your personal opinion or instinct get in the way of that also to trust your instincts in front of the camera and just be yourself um, because that's the only way that you'll come across as a real person uh, on screen I think And I learned a lot of technical things about, you know, how to shoot a scene with someone and, you know, uh, not move too much, uh, things like that.
3: You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions of the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about uh, we're interviewing two of the cast members from Getting Grace. And um, right now, I'm talking with one of those cast members, Madeline Dundon, about Getting Grace. So let's continue our interview. Um, What scene was most memorable
4: to shoot over the course of this film and why? The most memorable scene to shoot was the rain scene because it had been such a hot summer. It was sweltering hot. But the one night that we had to have rain, it was freezing outside. Everyone was wrapped up in blankets. It was so cold and it was very, very late. It was way, way past midnight, and um, the fire department came, and they stood on top of the funeral home, and they had these huge fire hoses, and they were spraying down water. And I ran through, you know, the rain, and I, I remember just getting totally soaked through. My mic got soaking wet, and then a couple months later, I I re, redid the lines for that scene because my mic had gotten ruined um, because it was so wet. But it was so memorable because that scene grace feels so desperate and all the circumstances you know the temperatures the the rain making sure that my lines were getting hurt being heard making sure I was hitting all the marks and getting to where I needed to be at the right time while performing my best I felt really desperate to get the scene just right and I feel like that desperation then linked up with grace's feelings in that moment and it was really a magical experience uh to be surrounded by so many loved ones. Shooting that scene, I had my history teacher from high school was watching from across the street. <laughs> and my mommy worked uh, on the film. She was the costume designer. And she and my best friend's mom were there with big blankets and towels to wrap me up. Between each take, we we did a couple takes of it. And so between each take, they'd wrap me up in a blanket and they'd you know dry me up and keep me warm. And then we'd go and we'd shoot it again. Uh, it was an incredible bonding experience for me and the, and the crew. And uh, it was a really uh, memorable experience as an actor.
3: What location in this film um, uh, was, your fa- was your favorite when you shot there?
4: My favorite location was the Moravian Bookshop on Main Street in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. The most perfect little bookshop that there ever was. And my favorite location was just, I had I have that brief little moment with uh, Ron. And we're walking down Main Street in front of the bookstore. And it's a bookstore that I've walked by so many times throughout my whole life. Uh, one of my favorite places in Bethlehem. And then to be standing there with an actor, a famous actor with... Danny Roebuck behind the camera and this incredible cinematographer behind the camera making a movie on Main Street in my hometown was just a really, really awesome experience.
3: Um, What lesson do you want people to take away from this film?
4: What I want people to take away, because this is what I have taken away from the film, is that Danny always says, live every day not like it's your last, but like it's your first. And the big message of getting grace, I feel is that we don't know how much time we have. And it's so important to look around at the people that you love and look at them and see them 100% and listen to them and, you know, be kind to them and know that, you know, they love you and make sure that they know that you love them. And to live every moment to its fullest because, you know, we don't know how much time we have left and we don't want to take anything for granted. And uh, everybody has their own battles. Everyone's fighting something. Everyone has a loved one that they've lost or that is sick or something that they're going through. And it's so important to respect and value every single person and every single thing that everyone's, everyone's fighting with because that's life. And we all have our battles and we all have our ups and downs. But the biggest lesson is to let people know that you love them and that you care about them. And uh, that's what makes this world go round.
3: Wow, good answer. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um,
3: if good. you could sum up your character in three words, uh, what would they be and why?
4: Beautiful. Brave. Because, you know, cancer is the worst beast. Uh, it hits... When you don't know, when you least expect it, it can strike anyone. Uh, So brave in the face of mortality, you know, um, that's something that Grace embodies. Selfless, because she, even though she's sick and even though she's fighting something so difficult, she is only thinking about the people around her. She's thinking about her mom. She's thinking about Audrey and Bill and making sure that everyone else is going to be okay. So brave, selfless, and uh. I would say, I know it's not one word, but she's an old soul. Uh, She's got vintage tastes and just her priorities and her outlook on life is something that's untainted and so pure and something from another time, you know, a time when we weren't distracted by, you know, our phones or technology or social media, but when really our priorities in life were the people around us and, you know, the beauty in the world around us. And um, I think that that's, an element of grace that makes her so special.
3: So this is your first uh, feature length film. So um, when was the first moment uh, where it all sort of, sort of hit you at once, I guess, Um, or just like the craziest moment for you working on it?
4: Well, I have to say that we did a very short shoot, you know, we only had 30 days to do it and we were working so hard and it didn't hit me then what we did until about, you know, a year and a half later, a little bit over them, more than that, when we started touring the film. Um, we hit up 14 cities on the East Coast and we did screenings of the movie before it opened nationwide in theaters. And it really, really hit me when I was standing there in the movie theater and, uh, boston massachusetts and it was playing at a regal cinemas and i thought oh my gosh this is a full length movie and it's going to be playing here uh that's really when it hit me it didn't hit me until you know a year and a half later um all that we had accomplished when we i saw it in its entirety well
3: thank you for talking with me today it's been a very good interview really has Uh, Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by the New Adventures of Gumby, the 80s series.
0: Kids Safe, Mother Approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Getting Grace, and next we'll be talking with our host, Benjamin. Welcome to the show, Benjamin. Hello. Hello. So, can you tell me a little bit about Instant Family and what is this movie about? Sure. It's about a a couple who
3: uh, flip houses together, and they decide to um, adopt three kids, um it's a lot more than they bargained for um but they they start to become a family over time
1: oh that's so sweet i know i saw this trailer for the movie and i was so excited but i wasn't sure how it was gonna be so i was super excited i was interviewing someone today so what did you think did you think um did it meet your expectations did it go over under what did you think
3: um, I'd seen this the trailer too and uh, no offense to the movie. I, I was I thought it was gonna be cute, sure, but uh it didn't look that amazing to me. It turned out to be much better than I thought it would be. Um it's very emotional, but at the same time really funny. Um and I really liked Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne in it. I thought they were both very good.
1: That's wonderful. And can you elaborate a little more on the acting, like Mark Wahlberg? Sure
3: uh they've never worked these two actors have never worked together before, but they have a really genuine chemistry as a couple, and um they're also really likable, so you put those two together, and um this movie's really hard not to like with uh those two in the center at the center of it um and uh I also thought that uh Mark Wahlberg did a surprisingly good job at drama. And Rose Byrne did a surprisingly good job at comedy, and they were good enough at both that when the movie needed them to do uh, one or the other, uh, they could adjust and do either well.
1: Wow, that's really good. Yeah, I was wondering about that, because Mark Wallerberg usually does all these action movies, and I was like, can he do comedy and drama? But I'm really happy to hear that he could. Um, so what did you think about the music and the sound effects? Um,
3: well, uh, sorry, I don't know if I have a lot to say about the music or the sound effects much. Um, I guess that might be a problem. The music wasn't very noticeable. There was no new touches or anything. It was pretty bland.
1: Okay, I see. Um, would you say that would be an issue in the movie? Did it, like, take away from it at all?
3: It never took away from it. It just didn't uh, add another interesting
1: level to it. Okay, I see. Um, but did anything uh, surprise you or stand out to you in the film?
3: Uh, yeah, how emotional um it gets. I mean, it's about a sort of sad topic, but at the same time it's kind of um happy, it's kind of joyful. But um I wasn't expecting it to get me emotionally as much as it did.
1: So, um
3: yeah, that part really surprised me.
1: Wow, would it be a spoiler if I asked why it was so emotional?
3: Or uh, No, not really. Um, in the end of the movie, there's an adoption ceremony, which isn't really a spoiler, I guess, but um, yeah, there's an, a, a ceremony involving adoption that I thought was pretty emotional.
1: Oh, wow, I'm excited to see this movie now. I should go watch it this week. Um, so did you have uh, a favorite character in the film, one of the children or um uh, adults?
3: Um, my favorite character would probably be uh, Mark Wahlberg's. He's kind of a little bit doofy in the movie, but um, like I said, he's very likable. Um and um when he messes something up, you know, he's not really, he's not doing it on purpose. He's just making mistakes.
1: Oh, I like actors like that. They always, uh, make me feel I'm not the only one who's a doofus out there. But, um, um, so, what, what's your favorite part of the film, would you say?
3: My favorite part of the film? Um, let me think. Uh, Probably uh, one of the final scenes in the film that's uh, really emotional. I, I kind of saw it coming. But at the same time, the emotional payoff of it uh, felt really um it felt really well earned and um yeah
1: awesome. And I'm curious how the um children do in their acting. i sometimes they can do a really good job and sometimes not as much. But what did you think? Uh,
3: you're right. No, um, I thought they did a very good job in this film. Um, yeah, overall, uh, Isabella Moner, um, who plays their kid or their child Lizzie, um, she really impressed me. She, uh, has a lot of emotional range and is able to, um, really capture uh, a teenager well. <laughs> Um, And sometimes she does really dumb things, and it's sort of frustrating. But uh, you realize where she's coming from, and you can already sympathize with her in the next scene.
1: That's wonderful, and that's really hard to do as an actor, I think. (laughs) Um, On that note, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about getting Grace... um, Instant Family, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. And I'm going to continue talking with Benjamin about Instant Family. So, what did you think of the ending? Do you think there could be um, a sequel to this movie? Or do you think that it's perfect where it is now?
3: Um, I mean, they can find a way to make a sequel to anything, really. I mean, they found a way to make a sequel to the Titanic, I guess is possible. Uh, there could be... Their kids could adopt kids. I don't know. Um, but if it does well, sure. Yeah, I wouldn't mind, I guess, if they found a good reason.
1: <laughs> That's true, yeah. I think movies can always come up with an excuse for a sequel. But was there anything that you specifically disliked or wish that they did not do at all in the film? Um...
3: Sure. I thought there was a few moments where uh, it is doing it is sort of bouncing back and forth between um, comedy and drama that uh, sometimes it feels like you can't really tell which one they were going for. Um, But other than that, no, I, I was really impressed by this movie.
1: That's good. Um, so would you, I, you said that it was a very comedy, um, funny movie, and was there any comedic moment that really stood out to you or just made you laugh so much? Um,
3: it's a, I can't really remember one, but there are some funny scenes throughout, because of course uh, it's them adapting to the kids, so um, there is some mayhem.
1: Yeah, of course. And so, um, what messages did you take away from this film? Um, uh, um, sort of, uh,
3: that, uh, family is a really nice thing to have, and it's, uh, people who, uh, have your back, and, uh, love you for who you are, and, um, family is, uh, really what's important.
1: Awesome, and would you say that this uh, movie was predictable?
3: Yeah, um, there was never a, well, there, there was never really a time I doubted that they were gonna they weren't gonna adopt the kids. In that respect, it was. But uh, I mean, so predictable doesn't always mean bad. It just means less interesting, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's true. And, um, so would you recommend this movie for all ages? Or do you think that there's, like, a specific um age group that would like this film?
3: I would not recommend this to all ages. There's actually, um, quite a bit of, uh, cursing throughout. Like, some words that I didn't expect to be in here. Um, I think for younger kids, that's probably an issue. But, uh, I, th- um... Uh, I thought uh, that at the same time it has really nice messages about family and things. So I do I do think it's sort of a trade-off. Um, but uh, I'd probably give it an age rating of a 8 to 18. Cause, uh, or no, 12 to 18. Because I think um, lots of people are going to oh. enjoy this movie if uh, it's appropriate for
1: them. Awesome. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that this movie didn't seem like the one that would have um, lots of bad words in them. But, um, so what did you think of the set designs and the places they went in this film? Um, the set
3: designs, well,
1: they the
3: main couple's jobs is flipping houses, um, and so I thought it was an interesting idea that um, while they're building their own new house, they're also building um, that trust between them as a family and by the end of the movie uh, the house is squeaky clean so um, I guess the houses were kind of nice
1: that's cool and um, so what did you think of um, with the side characters or um, the side actors did they do live up to the um, acting potential
3: there are a lot of comedic um, character actors in this movie which I enjoyed because, uh, so even when Mark Wahlberg or Rose Byrne may be, um, doing some of their same shtick, same uh, that uh, other actors can come in and pick up the slack.
1: That's good. Yeah, it's always good to have those, um, funny guys in com- comedic movies. And so, finally, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? Um,. I would give this film an
3: age rating of 12 to 18 and a star rating of three and a half out of five stars. Overall, I really enjoyed this movie, and um, I think it's going to be a great movie to go see this holiday season with uh, your family.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with me, Benjamin. It was a real pleasure, and I'm super excited to go watch Instant Family. Thank you for having me. Uh Oh. course and so be sure to check out instant family in theaters today let's take a break this is sahiba reporting for (laughs) i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions today's show is sponsored by new adventures with gumby (laughs) the 80s
3: We've been talking about Instant Family and Good and Grace. And next, we'll be talking with Naeem and Abraham about Ralph Breaks the Internet. So how are you both doing today?
5: I'm doing well, thanks.
3: All right, so uh, Naeem, what did you think of this movie?
5: I actually very much enjoyed it, even more than the um, movie before it, Wreck-It Ralph. I thought it was made really well and actually directed towards older kids. And, uh,
3: Abraham, what is this movie about?
6: Um, so this movie's basically about how when a few kids come over to the arcade, starts, like, normally as the last movie, um, Vanellope's bored of her for game because it's too predictable, she says, and Ralph makes her a new track, and she decides to take control of the game instead of the, the person like control the person like playing it and that causes the person playing it to break the steering wheel trying to get a hold of the game and that causes a whole string of events starting with mr litwack or trying to order a new steering wheel off of the new like like the new internet he brought in that sounded weird but the new like router i guess that's the best way to put it that he bought and he like recently got introduced to the internet, so he tries to buy a wheel off eBay, but it's $200, and that's more than the game makes a year. So that causes Vanellope and her game buddies to like be gameless. And that causes Ralph and Vanellope to go on an adventure to, to, a, to eBay on the internet to find that wheel.
3: Uh, Naeem, who is your favorite character in this movie?
5: Um most likely Vanellope because she was really funny.
3: Uh, and Abraham, what did you think of the animation in this movie?
6: Um, I thought... I'm not going to say it wasn't good. It's good. It's just, it's typical Disney. So it's nothing new, I guess I would say. I thought it was really well done. Like, every Disney movie, it's just not new.
3: That's fair. I'd agree with you on that. Yeah, i I, at this point, they've been doing such a good job with every movie that when yeah, when they don't do something new, it does sort of start to feel the same. Um, what was your favorite part of this movie, name?
5: Um, My favorite part was probably when they got to the internet because there's a lot of super funny puns about the internet. Like, all these ads popping up and them passing by twitter and stuff it was very funny
3: um abraham how, how excited were you um and like how familiar were you were
6: you with the first record ralph um so i was around seven year old seven years old when i first watched the first record ralph in 2012 and i watched it in the theaters with my friend and I didn't really think of anything of it because back then I wasn't really into video games or, like, classic video games specifically. So I didn't, like, think, oh, this is a cool, like, like, homage, I guess. And since this year's kind of been having a lot of those movies, such as, like, Ready Player One and me getting into video games a bit more, I thought this was, yeah, I thought this was really cool. And I was pretty familiar and I rewatched it and I thought it was much better than the first time I watched it when I was seven And I think this was aimed at a bit of an older audience that actually understood, like, most of this stuff. Uh,
3: Naeem, why exactly do you think this is aimed at an older audience? Um,
5: Well, I think that if you want, like, you can take people under the age of, like, 10 or 11 to the movie, and they would still um, enjoy it and understand most of it. But there was just some uh, there was a lot of jokes that only like teenagers and adults would understand that well and get it. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's why I thought that it, it was directed towards teenagers and adults.
3: Uh, Abraham, what, what uh, of this what, yeah, what part about this film's depiction of the Internet did you most relate to?
6: Um, I think it was probably the the pop up ads. I think that's the most like relatable because unless you have like a some like an expensive ish ad blocker, it's really like even if you have like a free one, it's not going to block all the ads, and it's still really annoying when like pop up ads come up. And that's what I felt like the pop ups were doing because they were like they're basically like street sellers, like you know what I mean. That were like yeah. Must- and and like
3: just selling you like kind of random stuff. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The pop-ups were just as annoying. They they were they're really annoying when you're on the internet. Uh, you're listening to Kids First coming attractions on the Voice Care K- American Kids Network. Uh-huh. Today we're talking about Instant Family, Ralph breaks the Internet, and uh, interviewing people with interviewing people involved with the film Getting Grace, and right now I'm talking to Naeem and Abraham about Wreck-It Ralph 2. So, um, Naeem, were there any moments that really surprised you in this movie?
5: Um, a few moments that surprised me in this movie was when they added, like, Disney brought in characters from other movies like Frozen. They had some of the princesses and stuff. And that surprised me, because I, I never thought that they would, like, co- like bring characters from other movies for Ralph Breaks the Internet.
3: And, um, Abraham. Yeah. Uh, if you were t- to make another Wreck-It Ralph, uh, what would you want it to be about?
6: I actually have no idea, because I find Wreck-It Ralph movies to be probably the most, like, creative movies. So I wouldn't... Like, I wouldn't know whatsoever what, uh, what to expect from these types of things.
3: And going on to that question, do you think Wreck-It Ralph needed a sequel?
6: Um, I definitely think they needed a sequel because it's such an innovative series that, like, people would want a sequel, and I think it definitely deserved one.
3: Um, uh, and, uh, Naeem, can you talk a little bit about the voice acting in this movie?
5: um so the voice acting so in wreck ralph it was actually the same um voice actors so i recognized their voices from wreck ralph to ralph breaks the internet and i think that they really fit in with just how they act and how they sound and it really they really did a great job
3: um what lessons do you both? did you both take away from this film
6: um, I think the lesson was that it was definitely about friendship and how that you don't really have to agree with each other, even if you're best friends all the time, you can have like arguments and still be like really good friends. And I think that's what makes friendships stronger because you can know the other perspe- person's pers- perspective on that particular thing.
5: Um Yeah, adding on to um, him, it was about friendship and also like there's different types of friendships and you don't always have to be with each other every second of your life and friendships change over time. I think that was the lesson.
3: Abraham, what age rating would you give this film?
6: Um, I think the age rating would be probably 8 to 18, but adults will enjoy as well. But I think to like, fully enjoy the movie, I think it should be around 12 to 18, but adults will enjoy as well.
3: Um, can you talk a little, well, there is, I guess there's one song in this movie, but, uh, other than that one song that Vanellope sings about halfway through that I don't want to give away, because that was a really fun moment for me, um, what, can you, Naeem, can you talk, what did you think of the score in this film?
5: I mean, um, overall, like, every, all the pieces that, like, the directors, even the cinematographers, Everyone worked together really well to create this, like, amazing movie, and I, I really enjoyed it.
3: Naeem, what star rating would you give this film?
5: Um, I would give it a four and a half out of five uh, because it was a super funny movie, and it actually surprised me because I really thought that it would be directed towards younger kids, but I actually enjoyed it a lot myself.
3: Well uh, thank you both for talking with me today about Ralph Breaks the internet.
6: no, no problem it was int- I enjoyed talking to you.
3: Well, uh, Ralph Breaks the internet comes out in theaters or in theaters now. Thanks so much so much for joining us. You have been listening to kids' first coming attractions to watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org, and be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Gumby the 80s series. I'm Benjamin. Thanks for listening, and um, have a good one.